Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And today, in particular, I believe I very much hate it more than you do. But we have snow today and that's lovely. We don't all have snow. <laughs> like you live like four miles away and you don't have any yeah. snow. I hate it. It's because I live near the sea and water, I think. But I got so excited because... The last few times it snowed a bit in Cardiff. It hasn't actually said in my weather app that it's going to snow here. But I looked yesterday and I could see it was going to start snowing about 1am and carry on until about 8am. So I was really excited. I woke up this morning, I opened the curtains and there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. No snow in the sky, no snow on the floor. So yeah, see, that's mine it. Mine was kind of opposite. I looked at my weather app and it said yeah, there'd be a tiny bit of snow. And I thought, oh, never mind. And Holly threw open the curtains this morning and said, there's snow. I was like, oh, fuck off. No, there isn't. You know, there is, there is. Oh, I want to stay in bed. Mm. And then we had to go out. And, and But William loved the snow. So that was fun. And we got a great photo. Eventually, we got a great photo of William in the snow, which is the main thing. Yeah, well, of course, got to think of the gram. But our, our dogs have never seen snow before and they haven't seen it again this time. <laughs> they still so. haven't. Oh. I'm going to take Pip for a long run later, so I'm going to go and find snow. Because this is the thing, literally about a mile away from us, I've seen pictures of people with snow. So I'm going to go find it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the reason I, I hate running in particular this morning is because yesterday was my birthday. So obviously I celebrated that by running 31 miles for literally no reason at all. Obviously, yeah. Um, so we're going to come to that a bit later on. But coming up in the rest of the episode, we've got some of your emails. We've got loads of complaining. We've got more singing. So much great singing. And talk about some useless sack of shit clutching for relevance. But first, Amy Genders. <laughs> My bullshit for the week has been nothing. I actually sat down and I thought, right, what have I done this week? And I, I haven't done any... Well, I have, I have been running, but it's been pretty unremarkable. I even went through my pitches on my phone thinking, did anything happen this week? No stories, week no drama. No stories, no. Nothing hurts. No, so, no, no, nothing at all. I, I have been doing a, a bit more mileage this week um, than before. I'm, up to, I'm already up to 18 miles, and I'm going to go out and do like a 10-mile run. So I'm slowly building back up to, you know, 30 miles eventually. So... That's good. But other than that, um, and I was, I was trying to think when we recorded the podcast the last time, whether it was a Saturday or not, and whether I told people about my snitching on, <laughs> my snitching stories. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Did I mention it on the last podcast? I'm trying to remember when we recorded. Every day just seems like a blur at the moment. But They're all the same, yeah. Yeah, but in case I didn't, and you can edit it out if I did or don't, I'll leave it in. Um, my long run a couple of Sundays ago, I went to a popular beauty spot in, in Cardiff in the outskirts of Cardiff and I was surprised amazed to find the car park was completely full which is surprising because people it's not aren't that surprising be, is it no it's not surprising at all but people aren't supposed to be um, driving for exercise as we all know or as we all should know yet the, the paths were absolutely full I was trying to run with Pippin and the paths were just full of people I thought this is why it was impossible to socially distance because this is why people shouldn't be driving. So um, Inspector Amy Genders, specialist COVID detective, um, I, I contacted the police on Twitter and I said, uh, why when we're in lockdown are the car parks to this area completely full still, you know? And since then, the police have been down there and they have been uh, checking people, uh, you know, 
there for the right reasons, i.e. you should only be driving if you have mobility issues, which when there's a full car park, you think there can't be this many people with mobility issues. So yeah, I've been uh, I've been a bit of a snitch, been snitching on my neighbours as well, my horrible neighbours, yes. which I've probably mentioned on the podcast before, we've got awful neighbours, and they kept us up all of Friday night having a party during lockdown, which is you know fantastic but they're they're just scumbags basically they're (laughs) awful i don't think they run so that's okay well yeah obviously i'm judging by the by the pile of cigarettes that's outside on their terrace i don't think they'd be able Uh, to run to be honest (laughs) um but yeah they were having a party on friday night so you know i reported that to the police as well i'm like a proper little snitch proper little curtain twitcher thing is though (laughs) If they weren't so bloody noisy about it, I wouldn't have known. Do you know what I mean? It's the fact they're so blatant and noisy about it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. No, they don't give a shit. Like, if people have been subtle about it, whatever, they, you know, that's not my place to judge who's having people over or whatever, but they're just so arrogant and annoying. So, yeah, I've been a bit of a Karen this this past couple of weeks. Yeah, but the thing is, you are actually right. I am right. And at the end of the day, if we're in houses, I'd be less bothered because... You know, I sort of turn a blind eye. It's not my business. But I live in flats and people have to touch the doors. People have to touch the doors to get in and they're inviting people into our communal buildings. It's annoying. And they're, they're running around in our communal garden, setting our dogs off at 3 a.m. I, I can't be arsed with it, you know? So, yeah, we, I actually called our concierge. I sound really posh. I called our concierge uh, first off because I didn't want to get the police involved right off the bat. And um, the concierge went around and gave a knock on their door and we could see from our from our windows that they hid around the corner. They like hid oh, to one hell. side in our communal garden. It's like really absolute children. Anyway, I'm going to stop that because it's nothing to do with running. <laughs> it's made me very tired and not want to run because I've Amy's neighbours are bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Amy's neighbours update podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's all that's happened the last two weeks is uh, I've been a COVID Karen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stuart, what have you been up to? How did your ultra go and happy belated birthday? Thank you very much. Um, well, I'll, we're going to come on to the okay. more of the ultra talk later because um, we've got a whole thing because we've got some uh, listener contributions as well. But basically, when we recorded last week, I had no intention of doing this. And about three days later, I thought, oh, you know what? It'll be fun to do all of the park runs in Cardiff together. I might as well do that. And the thing is, once I thought that, I had to do it. It was just one of those stupid things in my head, like, well, now I have to do this. And I looked it up, and it was about 28 miles, um, which is quite a long way. And I thought, ah, but if I do a birthday ultra, I get a free buff from Pegasus Running, who are our uh. friend uh, Reese Jenkins runs. Great. And I saw so I went on the website and looked. And you actually need to run 30 miles to get a buff, because he's a dick like that. So I added on a little bit extra. And then I just like, well, now I have to do... 30 miles. But the thing is, by the time I thought of that, I thought, right, well, now I'm tapering. So I basically didn't do mm-hmm. shit for like, <laughs> I hardly ran at all for like a week before it. So, That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as I decided I was straight into taper, it was only 10 days out. That was my, all the notice I gave myself for running an ultra, because, you know, mm-hmm. why not? Uh, but we'll move on and we'll catch up on the last episode. Uh, nobody's minds were blown about the new amazing music, but I assume everyone just loved it so much they didn't want to comment. I think that was it. Of course. I I think as well, one of the key things in media production is that the good things you do are so subtle, people don't notice. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's like, that's the golden rule. People don't notice the really good things because they just slip in, you know, 
Seamlessly. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so first thing on Monday morning after we released the last episode in which we slagged off a dodgy looking website called runningshoes.co.uk, we had an email with the subject runningshoes.co.uk. And there is nothing like that flash of anxiety when you think a lawsuit is incoming. Because literally, I just put it out, and I was about 8 o'clock in the morning. I saw this email pop up. I was just like, oh, fuck, what have we done? Luckily, it was a listener who wanted to look into it more himself. It was from Lewis Green. And he said, a quick Google search took me to a rather professional-looking website and all the hallmarks of a UK company. And I can see why people have fallen into the trap. Trustpilot was the very next link on Google, and here is where the alarm bells begin to ring loud and clear. Before even clicking the link, you can see there is a 1.8 star rating. This is beginning to look juicy. Comments state each person was asked to pay in euros or yen. Suspicious, no? Well, these people felt it was nothing short of expected, and cracked on nonetheless. I mean, come on, that is a fucking flag, isn't it? That's standard, euros or yen. You know, that's what people ask when you go to the co-op. You you pay in euros or yen. (laughs) Uh, He continues, the reviews were nothing short of flabbergasting. People ordering shoes and waiting weeks or months only to receive fake scarves and sunglasses. (laughs) That's very random, isn't it? No reply from customer service, or if they were lucky enough to get a response, they were being told to keep the goods and receive a measly refund of less than 25%. While I have some sympathy for these customers, it goes to show that if something looks too good to be true, it usually is. This should act as a reminder for everyone to do their research and instead consider supporting their local shops. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Lewis. Yeah, I I love that at the end, like, support your local shops, because what I was going to say is support reputable you know discount sites like sports shoes or something go to the really big websites because yeah, you can yeah, yeah. trust them i can see why they've done it though that why well, they've called it that because running shoes does sound like sports shoes so if you were telling a new runner oh yeah. check out sports shoes and they forgot that's the a name, great url then, yeah it is that's what they've tried to do there but yeah and trust pilots a fantastic website for getting you know <laughs> getting that information for sure yeah definitely but no support your local shop buy local <laughs> Some good news as well. Lisa Gibbon has been back in touch. She was the one that suggested the ultra, which I can't remember the name of it now. Um, It's the the Brampton Valley Way Ultra, basically the one we talked about last episode where um, some people run from uh, Market Harbour in Leicestershire and some people run from Northampton. um, And it's a 28-mile ultra, which is fantastic because, as I mentioned in the last podcast, um, I went to school in Market Harbour and I grew up not far from there. So Lisa Gibbon is not Northampton scum. Fantastic. Whew, that's yeah. a relief. Oh, or else we, we'd have to block her from all our platforms. Um, and she'll be on Team Market Harbour for the Ultra, which is the same team as me, Lisa, but we're not sharing hankies. <laughs> no. I don't need your hankies, Lisa. <laughs> so fantastic. I'm really hoping it goes ahead because it's only in April. Um, I think the field is fairly small, though, for it. Um, so maybe if they do like a staggered start or something, I don't know, something like that, maybe it will still go ahead. Um, Lisa did say in her email as well, if I knew someone that, um, I won't say their name, but, uh, teaches at the Market Harbour school that I went to. And unfortunately I don't know them. (laughs) I don't recognize that last name. They used to teach maths though, which I was terrible at. So it could be that they used to teach me and I've completely blocked that out of my memory. (laughs) But I did finish that school in like 2006. So maybe it was after I finished. I don't know, but sorry, Lisa, I don't know them. (laughs) I definitely remember my maths teacher because she used to jump up on the desk and shout at me because I was such a dick. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. She was an angry woman, though, to be fair, but I definitely didn't help the situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was weird in school because I was either very quiet or very cheeky, depending on 
<laughs> on who I was with in a classroom. So for some teachers, they thought I was like the best, you know, brilliant, fantastic, just got on with her work. And for other teachers, I was just like this little shit that always had like a smart aleck remark to make to something. So, oh yeah, I think the maths teacher would have been the latter of that. So... <laughs> Uh, we've got some controversy now from Ian Thompson. I'm not sure how I feel about this. He says, Eye of the Tiger can fuck off for anyone playing it at the side of a road during races. It's shit. However well-meaning the intent, it's a pure dirge. Is my marathon up some stairs? No. Switch that shit off then. It's from Rocky 3 anyway. Burning Heart is better. Okay, sorry. I said it was from Rocky 2 and it's from Rocky 3, whatever. They're basically the same film, all right? But one has Mr. T and Hulk Hogan in it. It can fuck off. No, it can't. It's a great song. It is a great Shut song. Up. There's a reason why it's a classic and why it's so very mo- motivational for people running. <laughs> I literally played it at the last mile of a 20-mile race that I did, and it really did speed me up. I was feeling like absolute dog shit. I mean, I had a little hug from a friend who was marshalling about mile 19, which was lovely, and then I put this on and like flew to the end. It definitely helped. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't accept that, Ian. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sorry about that. Some more feedback, which I, I've obviously added this feedback from other people because it was my work, uh, me singing to Eye of the Tiger last time. Helen Reese said it was spectacular work, and she should know she's a proper singer. Danny Corder says that's quite astounding. Production values and singing of top-notch quality. And he's a DJ, so he knows that probably. Uh, Rachel Bentley said this is absolutely epic. Keep meaning to sign up to Patreon, and this has given me the motivation to do it. See, I have inspired a generation. Exactly. We've had like uh, we've had quite a few new signups to Patreon as well, which is making the list really long. But it's definitely going to pay off later. Everyone's going to enjoy what we've got coming up for them. Yeah, we're going to have like a full-length song at some point. I'm sure if people keep signing up to Patreon. <laughs> It's going to be, yeah, they're going to get longer and longer. It's going to be like, we're going to have to have like um, 12-inch versions. Yeah, and it's going to be like a Metallica song or something by the end of it. It goes on for like 12 minutes. <laughs> as soon as I started saying about 12-inch version, I had to think, shit, is that the right thing to say? Because that's even too old for me. I think Probably. that's it, isn't it? Yeah, 12-inch records. Surely there's a bigger version than a 12-inch record. I don't, I don't think records get much bigger than that. I don't really know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not that old. I mean, records are quite modern at the moment, you know, that whole, are, like, yeah. hipster style. I've even got a record player and some records, so... Yeah, you, you of know. course you do. Of course I do. I'm in a house surrounded by house plants and, and I drink matcha and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I have a record player. <laughs> um, Brian Simpson says, In answer to your question from the Christmas podcast, I fell off the road, badly sprained my ankle, and had an enforced three-week absence from running. And I was running on treadmills as I was at sea on a ship and had no other choice. Running on treadmills is bullshit, but not running at all is even more bullshit. Brian, why were you on a ship? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why do people do that? They explain something and just leave, oh, and I was on a ship for three months. <laughs> what? Okay, so Brian is either in the Navy... He's a he's on a cruise somewhere, and he's the. We have to assume this is for a job, but you can't just slip in. Like to everyone else, Brian, being on a ship for weeks isn't a normal thing. No, no, no. Unless you were you on a cruise, Brian. I I hope not. (laughs) And also, like the big cruises, usually they have like a like a like a track that goes around the boat rather than running on a treadmill. So it makes it makes me think maybe he was like in the navy or something, and he's got like a little treadmill. I don't know. Yeah, so we're going to need to follow that one up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kilo Juliet1984 came back to us and says, Indian Queens is actually a town in Cornwall. So it's just named after that. 
No idea why it's called Indian Queens. This is a relation to the Indian Queens Half Marathon. We said, that sounds like an uncomfortably colonial name, but we didn't do any research to find out why. Well, I did. (laughs) Because, I mean, I do any research that takes me a few seconds, so I I just put it into Google. Um, And I found this website that says, there are several theories about the origin of Indian Queens, unusual name. The most popular being that the village was once visited by Pocahontas in the Uh. early 17th century. In spite of the fact that there is no evidence to support this story, it has firmly won over the local imagination. I bet it has. And there is now a street in Indian Queens called Pocahontas Crescent. And then another thing that I read, like slightly underneath this, was another theory that in the um, like the 18th century, they had a visitor who had darker skin than they were used to. <laughs> so they assumed she was from India, which is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the Pocahontas one, obviously bollocks. Yeah. The, the, the strange um, visitor that was not white is a bit more believable. I also did look it up a little bit as well. I think it could just be named after like Queen Victoria, who was Empress of India. That's why it I could think, just be yeah. a thing on that, probably. And they think, oh, it's not colonial. It's named after Pocahontas or it's named after somebody who came to our village once who wasn't white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, obviously bollocks. But thank you for, for telling us that. Uh, on to Patreon. If you want to support this little podcast, please head to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and you can give us there two pounds a month and in return we will sing your name. Amy, you have taken a sharp 180 from your previous efforts uh, to give us this. Jacks, Maria Wicks, Len Martin, Matt Lees, Tim Hughes, Matt Garner, Matt Newbury, Elizabeth Reese, Matt Jones, Charlie Neverson, Steph Hall, Chris Whitmore. Wow. 
wow. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to be seen as a one-trick pony, you know? I, I, I realised that my previous uh, pieces, um, as I like to call my art, were, uh, were, very, were getting a bit samey. I get that. It was very Pet Shop Boys influence. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go a bit, you do a bit of a 180, take it a bit, a bit of a different turn, you know? Have you been taking those singing lessons again? No. Really? <laughs> Honestly, that you've... It's, you know what? I don't want to hear it anyone. It feels like you have. I don't want to hear anyone comment on my singing, okay? I, I give my all to you guys. That took a lot of work. You, you, the gun to the head style really suits you. Thank you. And that, that, is, my, that is my thing. Um, and Pip, you might hear Pippin, might have heard Pippin in the background doing her backing vocals. Yeah, there was a little bit in there. Oh my God, it took so long to record because every time I'd get like halfway, she'd go... I'm like, shut up. I've actually got some audio at the beginning that I obviously cut out of me going, Pippin, shush, be quiet, quiet now. Good girl, good girl, that's it, good settle. I cut that bit out. So that is worth it to hear your name in such a beautiful piece of work. (laughs) Now, Stuart, tell us about your ultra. We've all been waiting. (laughs) It's the only reason I did it so I can talk about it. I mean, why else do an ultra if not to talk about it? Why do anything? It's all content. Absolutely. Um, So... I had planned to do an ultra on my birthday anyway, and that was going back quite a few months. But kind of various lockdowns and things meant I couldn't do that because the route I wanted to do, I'd have to drive to, I'd have to be picked up, so I can't do that. And there's a couple of other longer routes I wanted to do, but I couldn't do those. And so I basically stopped trading, really, kind of properly at the beginning of January. And then, as I said, about 10 days ago, I decided, yeah, I'm going to do this. And just, just went for it. And I thought I'd do all four cardiff park runs and i'm not sure if anyone's done it before because i've done literally no research to find out but if they haven't i'm claiming it officially as the Stuart harding cardiff park runs round and that's now an official route um for anyone but i think probably someone has done it in about half the time i did it in i imagine possibly i wouldn't be at all surprised (laughs) um so to take you through it as it happened here are the videos i did on the day some lovely unrehearsed sniffy audio uh from those videos yesterday Good morning. I am a creepy shadow because I've set off for my 50k run this morning on my birthday for literally no reason. I'm not fundraising. Uh, it's not a, not a virtual race, not any kind of recognised challenge. I'm just going to run all four kind of park runs and then run home. I mean, how hard can it be, right? So I started off nice and early in the dark. It's really cold. It's icy, so this is a great distraction as well, by the way. And uh, I've got a big bag full of food and water. I assume I'm going to have a terrific time. My biggest concern is do I need to stop to poo anywhere? But there are a couple of Tesco's en route, and a couple of friends have offered their toilets, and I hope they don't regret those offers, because that could be bad. Um, I'm going to head now to Tafshire now to Cardiff Park Run. It's quite a nice morning. It's just very dark and entirely unlit for this section, so that should be great. See you soon. Hello again, Cardiff Park Run done. Uh, feeling fine so far because I've only been running 50 minutes, so that's you know, easy. Uh, just a kit update for you at the moment. My main problem so far, I've got gloves on, but if anything, they're a little too warm. And without gloves, it's a little too cold. So you see, I'm really struggling. Uh, also, just to show you, full kit here, I've got CDF socks, CDF shorts, CDF t-shirt, 
CDF bath. I've gone with a full kit. Um, just, you know, really showing off the brand. Uh, I'm now heading back down a little bit of Cardiff Park Run, heading all the way across the city to Tremorfa Park Run. And that's it so far, really. Hello, Tremorfa Park Run done. That would have been cancelled today. Very icy. Um, lovely park run. Not a great route to run on my own. Three big loops and two small loops. Uh, the foot the foot spa was more of an ice bath today, so that was that was fine. I had to avoid that. Um, something I missed from the kit update was I realised I've forgotten my underwear, so that's going to be an issue later. Getting some ankle pain. That's fun. That's normal though. Uh, a few, you know, just your standard stabbing foot and ankle pains as well. Um, so again, something to look forward to for later on. Uh, I'm only about two hours and six minutes in, and now I get to run across Cardiff again, across the barrage, which will be really cold, but very lovely, uh, to head to Grangemore Park Run, which will also be really icy. See you then. Hello again, for not getting in the sun. I've got to say, it's such a beautiful morning. Really nice. Um, it's starting to get a bit less icy, but this is another park run that would have been cancelled this morning. Uh, as I got to the centre of Grangemore, known as the Hub, I did see a guy lose his feet and fall flat on his ass in front of me, so that was funny, that cheered me up. Um, what am I, 3 hours 50 in and about 33 and a half K, so I'm making pretty good time, better than what I thought. Pace is definitely going to slow now, as I got to about 30k, things started to ache a bit. Ankles and feet are okay, but I think everything else is just catching up. So um, I've stopped to eat a bit more, I've drunk a bit more. Um, I'm only like three or four miles from home actually, so it kind of feels weird, but I've got another 15, 16k to go. Uh, I haven't needed to stop for a poo yet, so that's good. I haven't needed to go off into the bushes, possibly means I haven't been drinking enough and Holly's going to have a go at me for that. Um, I mean, other than that, I've just been kind of running. It's, I think it's already like the third longest run I've done, even though I'm walking, but who cares. Um, so yeah, I might as well crack on up the Ely Trail, avoiding the woods, because I think they're going to be muddy and wet and I don't want to get wet, uh, towards Trelai Park, which is the only park running guard I actually haven't done, but I'm pretty sure I know the course, it'll be fine. <sighs> Trelai Park has the last one. I put it last because I thought it might be wet and I didn't want wet feet all the way. It wasn't that wet, it was just sticky. And I'm just fucking knackered now, obviously. I hit the marathon distance about halfway. Uh, five and a half hours now, but I have got William. Got this happy boy. He kept me company. That was nice. He sprinted across the field at me. Ah, uh, oh man, five twenty-six hours. Ah, uh, just gotta get home now, which isn't too far. It's a little bit of a hill. Oh, a huge cat update. Uh, I lost a glove. I'm a little upset about that. I don't quite need gloves at the moment, but I'm quite upset that I've lost a glove. I hope it's near a friend's house, so hopefully she's going to find it for me. Oh, fucking hell, this is a bad idea. The rest of it is on tarmac, at least. So, I'm losing respect for people that do marathons fully on tarmac, frankly, because it's easy. Uh, half a park run on grass has killed me. So, a few miles and I'll be home. Yay, cake. Just got home, William's gone for a bath. I don't have to bath him luckily because I can't bend down. Um, 50.12 kilometers, six hours, seven minutes. 
the best thing, obviously, is uh, calories burnt, 5,167, and Holly's made me rocky road. So that's very much appreciated. That was really dumb. There was no reason for that at all. <laughs> oh, luckily, nothing individually hurts really badly. It's just everything like down kind of really aches and I'm just very tired and I'm going to sit down lots. But thank you for everyone's comments. That's been very nice. It's given me something to do. I mean, it passes the time, doesn't it? More than anything else in these tough times. Um, so that's, you know, half a day gone. And now I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. There's probably loads of things I've forgotten to say. Okay, to update everyone uh, on those, uh, some things you've obviously been worried about. First of all, don't worry, the glove was found very quickly, uh-huh. so that's fine. Also, I take back what I said about road marathons. I was very grumpy and tired <laughs> at the time. Um, I think anyone at the end of any endurance race like that, a marathon or ultra or whatever, they all feel like I did at the end of that. And it, you know, when my legs were just gone, I really didn't have any energy left. Um, my legs were just knackered because they weren't properly trained frankly Um, but in a way it was a good thing to do purely to remind myself how hard that is yeah because we talk about ultras and stupid runs all the time but to just try and do 150k was fucking horrible and it just gives you a bit of perspective about the achievements of top ultra runners i mean someone ran 100k yesterday in two minutes longer than it took me to do 50k i think that's a new world record there's Vic Owens, our previous guest. She's doing 32 miles every day in January. Yeah. And that is just really open my eyes of how crazy that is. I mean, a couple, just to go on this, this tangent as well. She's done one of those in her garden. She's done a couple of those on her driveway. And she did half of one the other day on the driveway and then ran around the town. That's, yeah, I- that's insane i can't go over it yeah like today i'm thinking of maybe doing my long run as a two loops and even that i'm thinking oh that's boring two loops (laughs) she's she's doing thousands yeah she's doing that every day Mm -hmm. so yeah that that i i think that's almost a good reason to do a banter ultra is to see how hard even though it's obviously hard and same as you i think the last one i did was about two years ago Mm. um and you kind of forget that real pain when you're in at the end and just having to force yourself to carry on. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I pretty much ran the whole thing, which I was quite impressed by because it was a lot flatter than the last ones I've done because they've been kind of off-road in country lanes and things. So that really, really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much all on road as well. Luckily for me, nothing particularly hurts today. I'm just kind of generally achy, which is just kind of normal and expected. Mm-hmm. I did complain about my ankle and my feet. They're fine. Inner thigh was completely fine i was relieved once i realized i'd forgotten the underwear i was mm. very nervous but i had the leggings on so yes sorry danny norman i had the shites shorts and tights on but i don't care <laughs> that definitely helped i think mm. and after worrying about it for about a week i didn't even need to poo oh so that was quite a relief yeah yeah did you need to wee uh, i only had one little wee oh wow which means i probably didn't drink enough i've no. I, well, I finished just under a day ago I've still got just a little bit of runner's hangover left, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, though, about realising how hard it is. Because I think with ultras, you can fall into that trap of thinking, oh, well, I'll just walk some of it. You know, if I get tired, mm. I'll just walk a bit. It's okay. It's an ultra. But 
even if you're run walking it, it's knackering. That's what I found with the Vogum as well. It's absolutely knackering. Doesn't matter whether you're running, walking, whatever. Yeah. I was so happy not to have hills mm. and not to get wet as well. So cause I think everyone knows, obviously, ultras are hard and that distance is hard. Mm. But to do it, I, I started to get tired around 30k. Mm. But by that point, I was kind of heading home, which helps. And yet the other thing, running park run courses on your own, mm. multi-lap park run courses on your own is terrible. I don't, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you didn't just do it as a <laughs> that circular was the idea. route. That's the idea I had for some reason, all right? I don't know why I had to do it. Everything's about bloody park run with you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it just really goes to show the least important part of park run is running. Because mm, yeah. if you just go and do the route on its own, I'm sure there are, you know, there are some routes that are lovely. But the multi-lap courses on your own around parks, they're kind of terrible on their own. That's why I and don't just, do it, because I hate people. <laughs> But yeah, but when you're running with people, when you're meeting your friends at the beginning, when you're going for like tea and cake afterwards for like three hours, that's the bit that's important. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And it really goes to show the running is not the most important part of that at all. Um, After I finished, I obviously was home and just sitting down as much as possible. The last two ultras I've done was when I lived in a ground floor flat. That was really appreciated because now the toilet's upstairs. Because I didn't really drink enough during the run. I was drinking loads. So I was pissing like every 20 minutes and just getting up the stairs. Fucking hell. And that was that was really awful. Um, I got really cold after the run as well. I think that's something that happens after ultra as well. As soon as you stop moving, you just get really cold. So I had to kind of had to shower and just like wrapped myself right up and turned all the heating on. Uh, and then I had, we ordered some takeaway and I had some jerk chicken, some curry goat and some rice and peas, which is perfect for a sensitive stomach after yeah. a long run. Absolutely. Well, if you didn't shit on the run, I'm sure you shit after that. I also had a massive banana milkshake and even like four hours later, it's like, do you want anything else to eat? No, (laughs) no, I've had too much milkshake. (laughs) I'm such a child. Um, But yeah, today I went for a walk earlier in the snow went out about an hour, which is a lot longer than I wanted to go out for, frankly. But I'm okay. Nothing hurts Mm. really badly. So I think I'm quite lucky in that respect. Mm. Only one very small blister on the back of my heel, which is pretty good. Yeah. So I asked on Facebook for stories of listeners' humble brags, hubris, and heartbreak. We wanted to know if anyone had run their furthest distance for no reason or even tried a banter ultra for themselves. Brian Simpson said he was more an Amy than a stew, but the furthest I had run in a single session prior to running my first marathon was only 14 miles. I went on to run the Run Jurassic Marathon in a fairly decent time of 4 hours 40. That was my longest run before my ultra, famously. There's something in there. I think I need to write a book called The Amy Genders Method, which is about any run, no matter what the length you're training for, 14 miles should be like, should plenty. be the longest run. It's, it's, that's, that's enough. And do it like six weeks before the actual race. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's taper. fairly standard for, for like first marathons and things. I think around 14, 50 miles is fairly standard. People just think, well, I don't want to do the rest. Yeah. It'll just be fine on the day. <laughs> It will be really painful and you won't perform to the best of your ability. But if that's what you're about in life, not performing to the best of your ability and just getting by, the Amy Genders method is for you. Are you an Amy or a Stu? That's what we want to know. (laughs) Maud Hodson says, My longest training run was when I visited every station on the Central Line, including the Hainault Loop and the Ealing Broadway branch. 52 miles, I think, on my own. Finished up in a pub opposite West Ryslip Station, drinking gin and coffee. Gin and coffee together? Is that a London thing? Are we just like out of towners? <laughs> Normally I alternate caffeine and alcohol, but this time I needed both at once. 
I think that's just a ultra delirium there, probably. Yeah. Did you have it in the same cup or just? Yeah, that's the bit I'm most interested. (laughs) Fifty-two miles. Again, I like the idea of that kind of arbitrary thing of running every station on the central line. There's no reason to do it. No one's ever challenged you. Mm. No one's ever said this would be a good idea. She's just got it in her head. Yeah, I'm going to do this. But fifty-two miles. And it's in London as well. Fucking hell. I didn't think it would be 52 miles. I'm surprised, actually. But yeah, I get that. David Sinclair said more than one run, but maybe four half marathons in a weekend for CDF runners a few months ago. Yes, I enjoyed it, but I guess it was to come top on a spreadsheet that hardly anyone would want to bother looking at. Totally pointless. Yeah, this was our club a few months ago. We had a challenge of how far our entire club could run in one weekend. Dave decided to run 52 miles in the weekend again just to be on the top of this spreadsheet which you know not many of us would actually really look at um we had a reply then from dr chris inglis who said i did 50 miles that same weekend and didn't even get to brag about being top of the leaderboard thanks to dave should have a bit more then (laughs) should have run a bit further (laughs) it's not hard is it chris just another couple miles yeah get out there at 10 to 12 at night and get in a few couple more miles at five minute pace Steph Hall says, once did a banter marathon around our local resi because someone convinced me it will be a laugh. Narrator's voice, it was not a laugh. I hope the phrase banter marathon and banter ultra catches on. Definitely. Until I get sick of them in a few months time, probably. (laughs) Matt Mendelbaum said, back when I did an Ironman, humble brag in there ASAP, I was told to do a long static bike and treadmill sessions to build mental strength as they are so boring and if you can cope with them then the actual race feels easy. So I knocked out a four hour spin session in the gym followed by a half marathon on the treadmill straight after all without music or any other entertainment. Not pretty and the gym staff thought I was nuts. But I finished the Ironman so maybe it helped. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Or maybe you were just nuts. (laughs) I think on an Iron Man, I'm not sure boredom comes into it. I don't think. I mean, I can't say I've done one myself. Well, to be honest, like like, most races, you're just concentrating on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I suppose 112 miles on the bike, depending on where you are, possibly could get a bit boring. Mm. I mean, it's a long time to be out there. And I suppose you can't wear headphones or anything then. So, yeah, perhaps it does help. But, Mm. oh, God. Gareth John Jenkins. Great name. (laughs) says did a 100k run for no medal virtual challenge or anything last october having started the year 2020 with no plans to run an ultra and my previous longest run being 50k back in 2016 just wanted to see if i could do it after doing my first 50 miler a month earlier in probably one of the only events to happen in wales after march last year the dragon 50 from kenvig nature reserve to cardiff Coming up next month, I've suggested an event to local events company, Infinity Running, which they've decided to take forward to do a last runner standing event, four miles on the hour, every hour until one runner remains. I've heard quite a few people doing that challenge, that four miles on the hour, every hour, or something similar to that anyway. Yeah, it's it's quite a popular one because it's one you can do on your own as well. Mm -hmm. But like to do it with other people on perhaps a marked course, that would be quite a fun idea, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I did just like um, Gareth just did 100k to see if he could after doing a 50. I've done a 50 miler. See if I can do 100k. Why not? Easy. Again, it fills the time. (laughs) Inevitably, we had a nice long email from Matt Garner uh, to say he'd never gone quite as far as a Banter Ultra, but did take up a Zombies Run based three hour running challenge. And as it clashed with Edinburgh Half, he ended up running it a week after running a half marathon PB. 
he did 33k after struggling from 20k. So not to be defeated by it, he was determined to go even further and did it again six days later. By 25k, he hit the wall again and finished on 32.91 kilometers. <laughs> he was proud of how stubborn he was to keep going, even though he knew he wasn't going to break through 33 and get a load more. And that, he says, is what got him through a horror show of a Chicago Marathon a year later. But that's a different story. Oh, that's a story oh, what a, for another what time. What a tease. Oh, <laughs> coming soon. Why, why would you do a three-hour run six days after another three-hour run? Because he's There's Matt no Garner. <laughs> and it's a zombies run thing. He can't resist. No, I hope there weren't sort of intervals in that. Because zombies run, when you play it, play the audio story, you often mm. have to, when you hear the zombies coming, you have to speed up your running to escape them. So I hope that wasn't part of the three-hour running challenge. I don't think it was. And actually, he um, copied in the Strava activities. He's very thorough. And I had a quick look at them. And I think the second one was entirely within, like, Hyde Park in London. Oh, my God. And so it was just round and round and round and up and down and wiggling around in one park. I'm like, fucking hell. That looked really boring. Yeah. I'm sure, I know, Hyde Park's lovely, but not for three hours. No, 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 no. On to Twitter, Victoria Dick teased us with her chafing, leaving us with, let's just say, 13-mile run in the rain, new running tights, misaligned gusset, there will be no photos. I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad about that. Uh, Oh, Victoria. (laughs) (sighs) A misaligned gusset. No one wants to hear that, do they? Misaligned Uh, gusset. (laughs) Cause of death bleed out from misaligned gusset (laughs) if we were a podcast that used a quote from the show as the title of the Mm. podcast misaligned gusset i think would probably be at this time yeah definitely (laughs) mark atkinson said oi running is bs i ordered this on wish ages ago regretted it as soon as it arrived i was reminded of your episode on rubbish wish stuff when i used it today for the first time i think a tesco carrier bag would be less annoying and he's got one of those lovely um phone carriers that we have mentioned before actually a phone carrier that goes over your shoulders and around your chest so you've got like a bag on your chest Mm -hmm. and we said how kind of stupid and pointless and over-engineered they were Mm. and his one is just it just doesn't fit him at all (laughs) and it just like wobbles around he's just standing like wobbling it and it's just like so much give on it um, and he's sent us the title of what it is. If you need, if you want an idea of what it actually is, it's an ASRV tactical backpack, men's outdoor multifunctional backpack, nylon wear resistant, waterproof mobile phone bag, cycling bag, fashion chest, rig bag for men, waist bag, hip hop streetwear. Hip hop. I love how hip hop's there at the end. And I love how a lot of these things are tactical. They've got to be tactical, yeah, haven't they? I don't know what tactics are, are you using for that. <laughs> Just for carrying your phone in a really bizarre way. Yeah, I've seen a few people running with those, not the ones from Wish, but, you know, the, there's a company, yeah. isn't there, that makes a lot of them. You know, they, they sort of try to pop. Yeah, I started seeing it. them advertised loads. Yeah. I like also, it says in the title, it's got backpack twice and it's not a backpack. Yeah, that's what, probably why they have to put it twice to try and persuade you <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a backpack. <laughs> it cancels one out. Yeah. yeah. At Mama Needs a Min says, here's some bullshittery for you. My headphones died just before mile five of a 10 miler. Okay, fine. Crank the volume up on my phone so I can still listen to you. Phone back in pocket. On I go. Seconds later, phone dies. So miles five to 10, no podcasts, no music. BS. I would say Mama Needs a Min. That's probably for the best for the people around you who don't want to listen to to, to us going on. (laughs) Don't be one of those people who just plays music or podcasts out of their phone. 
Oh, I will say, like, I had a bit of a phone disaster the other day on a run because I was w- running in the rain. And what I hate about running in the rain, I don't know whether anyone else finds it. So I was wearing my waterproof jacket that no longer seems to be waterproof anymore. So it's constantly like doing things on my watch because the sleeve gets stuck to my watch and then it's like changing all my settings. Now, my watch does display distance, but it also displays like bizarre things as well, like laps that I haven't defined how long the lap is. Anyways, that was my watch. But then also my phone, it was like doing something to my phone because my jacket was like sticking to my my bum bag thing. Um, So I got my phone out because it kept like skipping through different my music and then it stopped my music and I got my phone out and I'd locked myself out of my phone for 15 minutes <laughs> like just completely locked myself out and uh, the only thing I could do was emergency calls so I had to turn my phone off because I was terrified I was going to like emergency call someone but yeah that <laughs> that don't wear fun. waterproof jacket just get wet oh, that, yeah but I actually need to keep things dry like I, I have things like my phone I need to keep dry which wasn't working anyway <laughs> your phone is waterproof yeah, I guess so, but I don't trust that. When they say waterproof, I don't trust it. Mm. I remember when I went to the, I did the Barry 10K and I was with uh, Paul Cole, actually. Um, we, we went in, not not just me and Paul Cole, there were other people there as well. We went into I like the, the way you kind of said that as if like everyone listening is going to know who that is. <laughs> it was more for you oh. and the benefit of And everyone's people. just, everyone's listening, oh, I'm going, oh, Paul Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Big deal. Famous Paul Cole from Bell Downer. Fell down the devil's pulpit or whatever at Tintin Abbey, which I think was a story on the podcast. I don't know. Yes, it was. Um, It probably has been. Anyway, so we were at the Barry 10K and afterwards we all went in like the, you know, put our feet in the sea as you do. And he was like, you can put your phone in the sea. Don't worry. Just put it in the sea. And I'm like, I don't want to put my fucking phone in the sea. He's like, it's fine. It's waterproof. Put it in the sea. Put it in the sea. I'm like, I don't want to put my phone in the sea. I don't trust it. I mean, just because it's waterproof doesn't mean you have to put it I in know. water. I know. That's what people say about waterproof phones. They're like, oh, just put it in the sea. Just put it in the bath. Just do it. Like, I don't want to test it out. <laughs> anyway, yeah. finish off Mama Needs Min's tweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise these two things I've just gone on about. So you been... want to talk about your own thing. I know. I That's do. I know. I, I know. I know. I'm very, uh, you know, self-centered and conceited. Um, so part two, eagerly awaited. So Mama Needs Min says she got home. Plugs phone in, it's at 81%. I somehow managed to put it in max power save mode by accident when putting it back in my pocket and ran five silent minutes for no reason. Silent miles. Oh. <laughs> five silent miles. Right. Five minutes? Oh, that's uh, awful. She ran five silent miles for no reason. That would be awful for me if I had to run five silent minutes. I think I'd go insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is brutal that I, don't, I don't know how she's done that no well yeah exactly that's just what i'm saying though about the phones you know these touchscreen phones it wouldn't happen with your old nokia 3210 or whatever would it <laughs> now carrying around your rotary dial phone it'd be much yeah. easier yeah exactly and your grammar phone strapped to your back it would be fine <laughs> we should <laughs> do like playing limit- out to everyone oh, the, the vinyls are becoming a theme on this podcast we should do limited edition running as bs vinyl could you imagine if podcasts were on vinyl and you had to ship out a vinyl every two weeks <laughs> that's very kind of a uh, steampunk isn't it yeah yeah yeah. i'm putting out podcasts and we just send out a record every week to all our subscribers <laughs> you sign up in the local newspaper yeah. and we'll send you a record every week yeah <laughs> it's probably not going to be the way that goes um we've got a nikki genders update oh, and God. to add to that here's a new earworm for everyone Nikki Genders, what's she up to? Nikki Genders, what's she done? She retired and went to Europe to get some sun. Now she's a Porsche super spreader to everyone. Nikki Genders, what's she up to? Nikki Genders, where's she gone? Nikki Genders, lazy fade out. Nikki Genders.
Nicky Jenner. <laughs> Actually, generally had this in my head for a little while yesterday. <laughs> Just that little going around. Nicky I hope that stays with you for a long time. She emails. Thanks for another great episode and a good start to 2021. It's always good to know what Amy and her pups are up to. The sun is still out here and I'm still not running. We've started a walking challenge here in El Mojon, as there is an amazing circular walk over the beach and alongside the salt lakes full of flamingos. Lots of people run this route and at the minute there is no restriction on daily exercise. So when people can travel in Europe, this is a great spot for some long runs in the sunshine. She's just bragging at us again, isn't she? I know, I know. I feel like these are like little postcards. (laughs) They are, but like ones I don't want. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, you know, she sends me pictures pretty much every day of the bright sunshine and the lovely running routes saying, oh, look, this would be great to run. I'm like, yeah, shame we can't travel anywhere. Or, you know. yeah. I'm retired and having a lovely time. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, basically. But she loves those flamingos. We get lots of uh, lots of pictures of flamingos. I don't know what, I didn't know flamingos just chilled in, in Spain. I didn't know. In Europe, yeah. Yeah, no I had no idea. I thought they were more like a... Like, there's flamingos in The Lion King, aren't there? So I thought it was, like, somewhere in Africa that flingo- flamingos resided, you know? Yeah, maybe. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. So, thanks, Mum. Thanks for the update. <laughs> I miss you. Take care. Bye. <laughs> bushy running news. Bushy running news. Bushy running news. That was just a little brief one because I've already done my singing for this week. So just get that out of the way, you know, bang it out. That's fine. That's fine. So a story that is so up our street, we could have made it up. Katie Asmuth was running the Bandera 100k in Texas and fell at around mile 40, hitting her face onto a rock and bleeding profusely all over the aid station. Being a generally positive person, she jumped up and looked for a way to stop the bleeding and to carry on. Someone approached her with a solution and so she jammed a tampon into her nose and carried on. (laughs) Standard, standard, so useful. She then went on to win the race in 9 hours, 25 minutes and qualified for the Western States. After the race, she ate some ramen, drove 30 miles to the hospital, love the order of that there, got patched up and then drove back to camp with a dead phone getting back at 11pm. She then flew home to California the next morning. She was driven home by her husband with her children saying what a badass she was and shouting hardcore all the way home. Yeah, I love that final detail of just like being picked up by the kids. The kids are just like, yeah, hardcore. <laughs> That's very cool. That's but just amazing. It's an amazing story. Again, I ran 50K yesterday in six hours and I felt, I felt like shit afterwards. She ran 100K in nine hours, broke her nose, drove to hospital and then drove herself back with no sat nav. Got to bed at 11 and then got a plane to California. And she she made sure she ate first as well. She just chilled and had some ramen. Oh, yeah. The, the pictures of her finishing are fantastic with the tampon up her nose. You know, yeah. that's pretty standard though. Like they do say if you get a nosebleed or something, it's good just stick a tampon up there. As well. I was going to say that's what they're designed for. That's not what they're designed for. What I mean is they're designed to absorb blood. <laughs> they are, yes. Cool. Um, I had a quick look at the Bandera website because I wanted to see where it was. And I was just kind of looking through and it just slightly annoyed me. It's got a little kind of banner on there. It says, no whiners, wimps or wusses. I'm like, all right, get over yourself. I hate, I hate it when they do stuff like that. It's like the whole yeah. tough mudder and Spartan things. Like. It's like, okay, yeah, it's a 100K. Obviously a really hard one, qualifies Western States. It's hard, but just like, just chill out a bit. And Come also on. don't tell me what to do. If I want to whine or wuss out, it's <laughs> yeah. none of your business. <laughs> you can be a wimp and do it. That's fine. Yeah, jeez. Uh, uh, next up. TV host and opinion-for-hire cunt sandwich Piers Morgan has spun his twat roulette wheel again, and this time it's landed on runners. 
I'm very proud of that line, by the way. I'm, Fantastic. I, I like it a lot. He said, I'd like people to stop running on busy streets and breathing heavily all over everyone they run past. I just think it's unbelievably selfish. It's like, go and run in a park. They're all open. So please, everyone, do as Piers Morgan says. And the next time you want to run, please materialise in your local park and make sure you don't set foot on any street between the park and your door. It's easy. I mean, if I want medical and, and running advice and the latest advice on COVID from someone, I don't go to a disgraced journalist who used to hack into dead girls' um, mobile phones, you know? He's had this, like, redemption arc or something. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, why is this man on television? He's like daytime a, television. Do, do people forget? How long did that happen? How long? Because it was the news of the world, wasn't it? This whole scandal. How long ago did that happen? Yeah, like I can't 10 remember. years or something? Yeah, but I, I remember it. That. Most people remember it very clearly because it was so horrific, the things they yeah. did. Why is this man on Good Morning Britain or whatever he's on? I mean, even his co-host doesn't like him. No, no one likes him. Who he has to chat him. to all day. It's like this thing like, um, oh, we've got to be controversial. Like, ugh. Uh, but I tweeted this story with the comment, well, I'd like Piers Morgan to fuck off, which is, frankly, a great way to drive engagement. Had a lot of likes on that. And a couple of people are saying they've been worried recently they, that they've agreed with him on a couple of things. But I replied, you have to remember, he was agreeing with you, not the other way around. He was being paid that week to have that opinion. Obviously. That is all he is. If he just sees a trend and all of a sudden he sees something's popular, he will jump in to say whatever and then a few weeks later he'll have the opposite opinion because he's just being fucking paid yeah exactly and you have to remember you know a stop clock is right twice a day you know but it's yeah. just he, he speaks a lot of bullshit and now and again you'll agree with it that's how it works <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to listen to bullshit running news and not hear about fucking cross country uh. we've got to talk about cross country again um, we'll try to be brief with it, but a survey went out from UK Athletics, which seemed to give the impression that equality was going to be made a rule for everyone. And the survey was looking at the best way to do that. Now, the leagues and the regional associations have all kicked off about it, saying they don't want it. Their members don't want it. And if we force women to run further, they'll get eating disorders and injuries and spouted all the usual bollocks they usually do. The best way to sum it up is from Susan Edwards, who commented in the Run Equal group, Welcome to Cross Country, the sport originally established by men for men, now run predominantly by men for men, and those women willing to be accepted at their events on their terms. Uh, that whole thing of, if they have to run further, they'll get eating disorders and injuries. Like, what the fuck? There's men with eating disorders and injuries who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not a, oh my days. And to say... What really pisses me off is to say something like eating disorders um, among women specifically is related to how far you, you run when it's a whole host of different things and different reasons and it's a lot more nuanced than that and this is incredibly reductive and ridiculous. It's just, well, they, where's the evidence? Like, give yeah, me the actual the, evidence. The... You can't say things like that, especially from like a big, as you know, associations and leagues and stuff. You can't say that running further will cause women to develop eating disorders at a rate that's different from men um, or, you know, different from a national average or whatever, or that they're more likely to get injuries or, or all these things. You can't say that without some sort of evidence. Where is yeah, the evidence it, of that? It's that really reductive argument of women, do, women don't want to run further. Like, that's not the point. No it's one not about to, make, I don't want to run making women run. <laughs> yeah, it's not about that. And then some people are saying like, well, if we make the men run shorter, that'll harm their... Um, chances of qualifying for big events where they have, might have to run further. And it's just, again, I just, there's been so much about it because the surveys 
um, given off so many articles and opinions and blogs. Every time I see one, my heart sinks. I have to read this again. I have to read the comments again. It's so, I feel like I'm living in a crazy, like, bizarro world when I read it because every other form of race has like equality if you think about 10ks half every other distance like that um and even even the cross-country element if you think about ultras where women usually win or if you think about a trail 10k if you're doing a trail 10k rather than an ultra they'd say well they wouldn't say well women have to run 7k instead do you know what i mean it's like every other form of running has equality and that's, you know, what Susan Edwards says some, sums it up. There's no other reason. I don't really understand. Because that whole eating disorders argument, then why is um, why is it not that marathons are limited so women can't... If it was actually a risk that women couldn't compete in marathons. Because that's how it used to be. But we've moved mm-hmm. on from there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's always some excuse. Um, it's always It used to be that they're worried about women's wombs falling out. And now because that's been disproven, that they're, they're worried about women developing eating disorders. Like, come on. It's, yeah, so disingenuous. And I just think if they put half the effort into changing and adapting and improving that they do into fighting this, they can improve so much. Because in my admittedly limited experience of cross-country, it's been pretty unfriendly. It's been very insular and appalling communications and rules. And it's just so opaque as to work out how to get in. Like, it doesn't occur to them or my local league, it doesn't really seem to occur to them that new clubs and runners might come in. They just, all they're doing, they're just, they're selling their product to the people that have done it for 30 years. And that's kind of all they're interested in. Absolutely. Like I've never thought of doing cross country because I've thought, well, I'm not fast enough, but I'd I'd more than happy, I prefer to do like trail 10Ks or say a 10K or even a half marathon that was mainly on, you know, the same sort of terrain that you find with cross country. So the reason, you know, because of the, the elitism that is in cross country. But from the races I've been to, you would be perfectly fine in a cross country mm. race. Mm. It would, you know, it, it, the time that you would run would be perfectly fine, but you don't get that impression and they make no effort whatsoever to give you that. No, it's just utterly, it's like they're living in a different world that's in the past or something. But they, like I said, this whole drawing on eating disorder, because they, they know it's like a hot topic. And it's just yeah. using it as a way to try and push their own agenda, which is quite despicable, actually. And I imagine it was the, the men that said that as well, which is incredibly yeah. patronising. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like I said, you know, women that have to conform to those beliefs in order to, to run those races, you know, as well. It's, yeah, it's utterly bizarre. Um, yeah, Paula Radcliffe has been all over this again <laughs> and just saying how she doesn't want it to be equal and it, it never affected her, so it must be fine. And I saw someone who referred to her as the Katie Hopkins of running. You know what? Which yeah. is harsh, but funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the Paula Radcliffe. Like, obviously, the things I'd heard about Paula Radcliffe before were her interviews and stuff and, and things like that. But the more you look at her Twitter, you're like, come on, she's doing a JK Rowling on it. I found some um, yeah. stuff from 2019 uh, when there was a lot of debate. Well, not debate, because that sounds awful. Like, there was people, a lot of people talking about transgender athletes you know, um, and uh, how they should compete and all that sort of thing. And Paula Radcliffe chimed in, because she's obviously an expert on these things, you know, said, right now, transgender women are not a threat to female sport, but you would be naive if you thought by not putting in any rules, it couldn't come to that point at some p- uh, in the future. And it's like, come on. Like, this whole thing, like, transgender women are going to be a threat to sport in the future. And there's a few articles like this where she's, like, chiming in 
on this debate about she is always women. the go-to talking head on like transgender issues because she's the most high-profile person against yeah. transgender athletes it's like well if these people that talk about these things are talking at it from a medical perspective when they have no knowledge of that if you want to talk about it from a mm. medical perspective speak to someone in the who specializes in this area and they will tell you that in terms of transgender athletes, often the hormone levels are at the same level as cis athletes and all that sort of thing. It yeah. is bollocks. I hate this whole like, oh, well, she's well known. So we've got to get her opinion on something that she has no yeah, she place to be, given an opinion on. she used to be on. the record holder. So she obviously has the best opinions on everything. Yeah, as a cis woman. She hasn't run cross country in like 20 years. Yeah, it's just, yeah, her, her Twitter is constantly, I've, I've noticed her Twitter is kicking off a lot because of tweets like this. Yeah. I, I do my best to ignore it. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a fun note yeah. to end on, isn't it? <laughs> What's coming oh. up next after your happy ultra birthday thing? <laughs> Fuck all. Yeah, that's it, really. Um, I've just said the Newport Marathon is cancelled, which is not at all a surprise. That's well, it's been postponed from April to October. Oh. Um, I'm not sure if I said this before as well. I can't remember. I can never remember when you say things like this. Um, we were supposed to be doing like some kind of walking holiday in Corfu at the beginning of may and mm. um, we've swapped corfu for anglesey which same is basically thing. the same thing yeah, isn't it it's an thing. island there's sea around it they speak a funny language yeah um so we thought that would probably be a bit more certain to be able to do so we're still gonna hopefully walk or run all the way around anglesey which is a hundred and something miles wow so that yeah. should be fun staying in a couple of airbnbs mm. but that's that's for may um uh, next few weeks i imagine not very much at all mm. I do still want to do some. I've still got some longer routes in mind and potential kind of FKT routes in mind as well. Oh. So I still want to do those at some point, but they'll be a good few months off yet. Mm. How about you? Nothing. <laughs> Hashtag building up the mileage. Building up the mileage. Yeah, I've been doing quite well with my running, been quite consistent. Um, after this podcast, although it's looking very grey in the sky, I will probably go out for a run. I love how I put probably in there. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, that's it. Just really, it's just getting incredibly boring at the moment. Just running in the same places with no. Like I said before, by this time over this year, I would have been away going to places for work or on holiday and been running in different cities and places and, and all that sort of thing. And it's just incredibly boring at the moment. Uh, you know, it's just incredibly boring. It's hard to keep up the motivation and things like this. But there we go. Nothing planned. Another positive note to end on. Yeah, love If you've it. enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and the links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store, and social medias. And we will speak to you in a few weeks' time. See you later, alligator. Bye. Bye. So I was pissing like every 20 minutes.